John Steinbeck has come back from the dead to write evil Superman. Just that's it. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics, Season 2, Episode 7. I am your host, Charles Herring, and I'm with here with my friend Javier Gonzalez, your other host. And today we're going to talk about Ultimate Spider-Man, which came out in the year 2000. I believe it came out in the year 2000. And Hobbs, Hobbs suggested a comic that we read called Next Wave that came out in 2006. And as Hav is about to address... We do learn that not everything ages as well as everything else. So, Hav, how you doing? I'm good, Charles. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, yeah, at the end of the last episode, really without Googling everything, we were kind of on a roll of reading some funny comic books. And, you know, we had come off reading, what, Jimmy Olsen... Yeah. And, and something else that was pretty fun and funny. And then we were talking about Fraction. I immediately thought of Next Wave from... The mid-2000s. In fact, you just said 2006. I did not remember. I don't know if I blocked it out. I just didn't think of it that Warren Ellis wrote it. And I had heard back a couple of years ago that Warren Ellis was accused by dozens of women of using his position of power to coerce them, to manipulate them, to have multiple relationships with multiple women at the same time. And yeah, so there's all that. And had I done a little bit of interesting research into next wave i would have seen all warren ellis and i i don't think i would have suggested it charles and this gets into a bunch of stuff but first of all let me just look i'm not i didn't go on a deep dive i'm just going to read from the wikipedia page in june 2020 several women including musician meredith yayanos and zoetica webb and photographer uh, Jane, Jane uh, Holmes publicly accused Ellis of sexual coercion and manipulation and having engaged in simultaneous relationships with several of them without the other's knowledge. The Daily Beast reported that by 19 June, over 60 women had joined a group organized by Holmes, all of them accu- accusing Ellis of largely consistent a largely consistent pattern of behavior. The Guardian later reported, and Ellis is British, The Guardian later reported that roughly 100 women had come forward, while 30 of, 33 of them have composed written statements supported by emails and text messages which have been seen by the guardian these testimonials were posted together on a new website so many of us.com in july 2020 and contain accusations of manipulation gaslighting coercion and other forms of emotional abuse and eventually ellis responded kind of a half-ass apology quote I have hurt many people that I had no intention of hurting. I am culpable. I take responsibility for my mistakes. I will do better. And for that, I apologize. DC Comics subsequently announced that Ellis, at Ellis's request, a two-page story written by him would not be included in an upcoming anthology. And there you go. Largely persona non grata is my understanding since then. Got kicked off the Netflix Castlevania show that he was apparently a producer or some kind of writer involved creatively with. Mm-hmm. So there's all that. I apologize to you for suggesting it. I apologize that if us talking about it offends anybody. And this gets into a big question that before the podcast we talked about, about separating the creator from the creation, from the piece of art. Is that possible? Should we do it? Do we do it even without even thinking about it? So I've talked enough now. Go ahead. What do you think? I, I'm glad that you brought this up beforehand because I, I have actually mentioned this before we started the podcast because I was going to open the podcast 
and mildly make fun of Hobbes' suggestion because, you know, that's kind of what I do. And I was going to say, so I, I can't even remember exactly what I was going to say because this was earlier in this evening, but I was going to then say how much I liked Next Wave. I do not like Next Wave. I just want to be perfectly clear. I was never going to like Next Wave. No, I, I, I really did. I enjoyed the comic book. I will say there's a particular character in it that I'm now looking at in a different way. What with it being, uh, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, the, the, the head of the, the, the weird, creepy head of the organization. Yeah, the Colonel the a- Anger. Cur- or whatever. Dirk, Dirk Anger, the Dirk weird Anger, yes. Sergeant Fury, yes, the Colonel Sergeant Fury, Fury, yeah, the Sergeant Fury analog, but yeah, yeah. and back. Um, so yeah, the Sergeant Sergeant Anger character that that changes the way I look at that character. By the way, with everything you just brought up, but for once, fortunately, the first thing we're going to talk about is my suggestion because it actually what came out in the year two thousand. And that is Ultimate Spider-Man, um, which I, I do. I am afraid I did do some internet research on uh, Brian Michael Bendis. And there is something that could upset some parts of the comic book community because I did find out that at one point he wrote a comic about a black Spider-Man. What? What? Well, that's not my Spider-Man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, he's also Hispanic. His half Hispanic, half black Spider-Man. Would you like to change your mind there, Mr. Gonzalez? These colors don't run. <laughs> my my Spider-Man is white, and his name is Peter Parker. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, that, that, the whole... I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I feel like I have to apologize there because I just made a complete joke out of all of the serious, earnest stuff that you said that I appreciated, but I can't handle... Uh, little levity. Things. Yeah. So... I have to ask, I mean, just starting out, did did you like Ultimate Spider-Man? Immensely. And like we talked about last time, and, and, I, and I don't mean to undersell it. I really enjoyed it. I got through the first couple of volumes. I know we, we both committed to read the first volumes of each of these. And, and like we also talked about a little bit briefly before we got on, it was kind of a cool read the first two volumes of the collected edition, trade paperback, graphic novel, whatever you want to call it, because it really was a good little introduction to this new updated to the year 2000 anyway, which is now 22 years old. Oh my God. It's so old now. It's like dated. It's, it's 22 years old. I mean, I'm actually pleasantly surprised how much internet research is involved and how much he's using the web. Well, yeah, but he was a, he was a giant geek. Right. So, but I mean, it's Peter yeah. Parker. It, 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 I mean, it, it's character well done. It is definitely the character who he is. Well, I mean, I was still using dial-up in 2000, for sure. Anyways, no, it was very good. And to the point where there were so many beats in it, not that we suggest things that get, tra- you know, transposed or translated to film or TV. I was like, son of a gun, when did the when did the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man come out? And I was like, well, shoot, they borrowed a lot of big overarching beats. For- I felt like they did. Uh, I think Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2002. Uh, 2002. Okay. Which well, that means it was in development and it, writing. And th- there was there was some there's some crossover in it. The, the reason I say this, I I not only read the first two volumes, I've gone ahead and I am deep deep back into it. I've just been rereading it on Marvel Unlimited, and okay. they there is a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie made during the run. Really? Yeah, they're 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 doing it, and there's a whole Doctor Octopus thing in it, and it's it's great. I I think I read that. If not today, then yesterday. Again, 
because nice. It was yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. I everything about this comic book when I I first started reading it, every time I read it is just so well done. It it brings the joy back uh, with an updated version, as you said. It it was two thousand, and it it just. It's what Spider-Man would be if he started being Spider-Man in the year 2000. Right. And he, he, he was a little younger, and it all takes place while he's in high school. The, the, this is the, they actually did what everybody says, you know, my, you know Spider-Man, they got to make a Spider-Man movie. And Spider, Spider-Man needs to be in high school. Spider-Man's in high school. High, high school Spider-Man. High school Spider-Man. I mean, fuck off. I, I, I've, I've, I know I've literally done this before, but not a single person really. I mean, he was a, in high school in the 60s. And then he was in college, I think, a year out of, or, or a year or two. And I, I guess I need to research this completely. But after Ditko and Lee finished their partnership on it, he was in college. And I have not read the that that run. You know, I've I've learned about it and of it through reading subsequent mm-hmm. Spider-Man uh, uh, comics or, or or just other comics. You just can't help but learn. But no, I think you're absolutely right. I don't. It wasn't like he was in college until the '80s or something. I mean, he was he was. I mean, not college, high school rather. Yeah. It was it was pretty soon after that initial. It was a matter of of actual years of publishing, mm-hmm. if that that he was done with his high school years. And I feel like when we were reading in the eighties, he was not only out of high school, he had graduated college and dropped out of grad school. Right. I mean, he and was was tw- working stiff. Yeah, twenty. Well, he was a he was a photographer for the a freelance photographer for the daily planet or 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 the daily bugle actually i think you're correct i think i have made my first mistake ever on the podcast in our reoccurring segment charles lies <laughs> well and also i forgot i wanted to go back earlier when you were saying the thing about everybody oh my spider-man's and I. was that your rain man impersonation that you were kind of doing there no i don't have a rain man impersonation okay just uh, when you listen to this later oh i never listened to this again you just blindly edit it. It's amazing. You're like you're like the pinball wizard, except with with editing podcasts. I, I don't, don't even. I don't listen. I just look at the waveform and I think I think Hobbs said something stupid here. I think Charles said something stupid here. I'm gonna. That's an um. Hav did an um again. I can tell by the by the by the bump. Actually, I can a lot of time, and and it's not even. I I know. And I know it when both of us are going to do it, I can, because I'll be watching as I'm listening and editing and watching it go by the waveform. I'll see one of our verbal ticks that we lead up to it. And then there'll be a space and I'm like, Hav's going to say, um, and then sure. Enough, um, so, and you actually can, sometimes you can see, you can't really tell. I can't tell what the word is, but I imagine people that have, do this for a living can almost do that it's like no that can go and that can go so i'd like to welcome everybody to this edition of hav and charles talk podcast production (laughs) hav and charles talk podcast production brought to you by spotify actually audacity would bring that to us because audacity the free the free audio editor there you go that i use it's awesome audacity not a paid promotion no i mean apparently so you you would know more than yeah not like more than me not like the public library, which absolutely pays us. Yeah, yeah, they do. I th- I can check out whatever I want, whenever I want it, in free reading material. That is correct. So, to answer your question. Speaking of half-ass internet research, thirty issues, Spider-Man in high school. Okay, from the original Stanley Ditko run, about thirty issues, attending class at Midtown High School. So okay. boom, shalaka laka. Thirty issues, and I have read all of those because I used to listen to a podcast 
one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was called Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. And it was two brothers and they talked about every single issue, one after the other. And I, so I had pulled it up on Marvel Unlimited and I read the episode. I read the episode. Fuck. You were on fire. No, I did it again. I'm going to, I, I, so I would read the issue and then I would listen to the podcast. So nice. Yeah, it was fun. Sort of. No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Let's see. What have we not met? Oh, so Brian Michael Bendis, writer, the interior art and probably covers going forward, Mark Bagley, who I had seen on other stuff, but I can tell you, very cool, I think distinctive Spider-Man author. And on the cover of the first issue, Joe Casada did the cover of the first issue, which I I looked at, which I thought was kind of cool, because I want to say maybe, was he editor-in-chief at the time? Or he was a big wig, I think, even back then of Marvel. I'm, I'm sure about he was. To be. I'm sure he was fairly high up because he then did, and I, I don't think he was editor in chief at that point. But okay, I, I don't know. I the whole. I mean, until we started doing this podcast, I barely knew who wrote or drew any comics, as we talked about it. So I certainly don't know anything about. Gotcha. Okay. The, no uh, hierarchy enough. and yeah, the hierarchy. Would you not get into reading like the the San, the Stanley soapbox and the things they would do about the different editors in the interior when you were a kid? I I read that sometimes. I was okay. really more interested in the story of the comic book than I was the other stuff. I would sometimes read the letters. I do like the way some people will write on the write the letters. But yeah, I feel like back then, especially that solid run in the 80s where I was just reading a bunch. Mm -hmm. There was only a finite amount of comics I could buy every week, every month, to the point where I would reread the comics that I got, and then I would reread them so much as like, I'm going to read this section about editor, uh, I think his name was Ralph Macchio, where I'm going to read this section uh, about Mark Greenwald, or they they do a profile him, all the letters of the editor, read the ads, all the little... I I, like I I would read all the letters, the, the same reason I would, okay, there's not, okay, I could read this. But I also not just read comic books, I also read books. So I would read books for school? Yeah, no, I read books for fun, Hav. Ner- nerd. From the public library. Nerd. It's free, yo. Uh, so, and my, okay. and my as, as we talked about it last time, and my Star Trek books, which I would read on occasion. Well, more than occasion, I had a bunch of Star Trek books. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's gotten easier to say the second time. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Good. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what else? So. Okay. So, look, but, good introduction. They take it from the beginning, man. No they, powers. And you get to see Uncle Ben and Aunt May. And Uncle Ben is a long-haired kind of hippie dude mm-hmm. who's who is super cool and chill. But also, I thought, gave a really cool, with great, with great power comes great responsibility without just quoting it directly mm-hmm. to, to Peter. They do the whole thing where he wrestles, which he, uh, is from the original, right? Doesn't he do that in the original Ditko Lee? Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He'd wrestle with him. Well, it, it, it's his son. He's his, it was his little boy, basically. Cause... No, I mean, oh, Parker right. doing the wrestling. Oh, 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 God. Wow, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, sorry. No, you're fine. I was like, what are we talking about? Yes. Yeah, no, they abs- yes, that was originally, including the name of the wrestler. Including the name of the wrestler. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, they do that whole thing. It, it's a little different because he just flings himself into the into the ring and picks the guy up and there was a whole there was a whole bit of time where he was the he was kind of the, he was wrestling for yeah. a little while and making money and then they get robbed 
but he doesn't have the opportunity to stop the robber. They all blame him because he wears a mask and insists on being paid right. in cash. So that was a that was a nice little change. So then they do the they do the not stopping the bad guy the same way that they did it in Amazing Spider-Man basically. Yeah. It was except not my problem. Not my problem. Why I'm not going to stop this guy that they, I didn't have to trip him or whatever. And then I I I don't I hope I hope I'm not spoiling anything. Then you mean I'll, from the comic? Yeah. So it came then, out in 2000. If you then, haven't read it by this well, point, I, it's I know, you. I know, but I don't know how many people know this. And then the someone breaks into the Parker's home and they shoot Uncle Ben, and Uncle right. Ben is dead. So, like I said, I don't know how many people know that about Spider-Man, and I don't want to. Okay. Now, I, I know you're. I know you think you're being funny. Oh, you're I cracking yourself up. I I am being funny because you didn't even get what I was doing. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, what are no, you talking that, about? That was what was fun, is I pulled oh you completely god. off sides. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh my god. <laughs> See, this is, not that there's any really good time to record the podcast, but it's 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 8, 8.05, and I'm tired, and I just got, I just got, god, you just hard counted the crap out of me, and I jumped off sides and like leveled the quarterback. Okay, anyways. You so see, yeah, so, you see how, the reason that's funny is, everybody complains about the fact that they keep, they keep redoing the origin story and everybody knows the origin story i mean it's not like people don't don't know everybody knows that it's not like when you make a batman movie then you have to shoot his parents in front of a small child so people know that that's where batman came from right no i know because who would know that because they've only done it no one every single time no one knows that yeah and and of course hey if you didn't if i didn't know any better so is is superman not from Earth, I don't. I, but that's a different. We'll, we'll we'll eventually do another Superman comic book. I thought it was really well done. I liked. Yes, it was updated, and I can already tell. I think that while it's an updating of the character, it doesn't seem like they go far off the rails with the Peter Parker story, except for maybe when they eventually kill him, which is very far into the series. Which you very much so corrected me because I thought it was pretty early on. I didn't realize it was many, many, many issues into Ultimate Spider-Man before, you know, not to spoil this, but, you know, that's why Miles Morales takes up the mantle is because mm-hmm. Peter Parker in this universe gets killed. Yes. As opposed to like Fantastic Four, Ultimate Fantastic Four, especially Ultimates, the Avengers in the Ultimate Universe, which went crazy weird oh, real yeah. fast. I mean, I thought that first 12 issues was good, but then very quickly into the second, maybe it's the first, the first six issues were solid. I want to say the first 12, but for sure after that, that's when we talked about this before, you get the incest between Wanda and Petro, and it just, and I was out. This I can see, even from these first 12, 13 issues? I forget how many issues those I think about, volumes were. I think about 12 or 13, yes. It seems like it's at least going to stay well updating and 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 making it more rele- relevant to the readers back in the year 2000 and on. They don't go super crazy weird, I don't think. It doesn't seem like it. At least they haven't so far in the first 13 issues. Well, I mean... They do some weird stuff, but comic book weird, not outside of the norm of comic book weird. I okay. w- there's going to be a there's going to be a clone saga that got weird, especially since one of the clones is a female clone of Peter Parker. That's who right. Eventually ends up as Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman working for Shield and she she's great and everything about it was is cool and they did bring in some stuff that 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 came along a little later so they had the spider being from oscorp yeah and good point 
because yes and so osborne immediately knows that he is spider-man because he it was his spider it bit him he at first tries to have him killed and fails which is good because they were having him killed because he thought he was going to die because they thought the spider was going to kill him and they were like we need to make sure he's dead before that happens because then the lawsuit's different and then he gets the powers and they realize he has powers and they're like whoa 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 don't kill him now we gotta we gotta see where this is going Osborne gets all excited and realizes it was a combination of his serum with the spider that imbued Peter Parker with those powers. So he wants to imbue the serum with everything that is the essence of Osborne and injects himself with that and, of course, becomes a monster Green Goblin. It's it's He, he yeah. actually transforms, instead of being a guy in a rubber mask, he completely transforms into just a monster right and later on when they do some stuff you'll that they'll do it from his point of view when he he is that and he really is a whacked out monster and it's kind of cool the way they took that okay so good point about a lot of good things that you brought up just to point out the the whole thing about oscor and norman osborne and it being his his spider in the in the original. Let me just ask. I'm kind of ask for differences between this and the original Ditko Lee run. If you know them, that was an Oscorp spider. They no. were just at a lab. No, right? they were at a lab. There was a, a radiation experiment that they were doing. A spider dropped down into the apparatus with the original spider, where the spider right. got irradiated with radiation, bit Peter Parker, and Peter Parker became Spider Man. If you if you want to see. If you want to see how that kind of happened in a movie form, if you watch Into the Spider-Verse, when Miles Morales gets his powers and he's looking at the comic books of Peter Parker, they actually run through a lot of the actual original stuff that's going through that. And they they kind of took it beat for beat. But they did do some stuff when he gets the first gets his powers in the original thing. He jumps over a car. So later on, one of the ways they tried to kill him, the way Norman Osborn's guy tries to kill him, is to run him over with a car. So he jumps over the car, but the car crashes. And then he's worried about the guy because he didn't realize he was trying to kill him. He's like, oh, no, are you okay? Yeah. No, Uh, it's good. It was very well done. Mm -hmm. And... So the whole, you know, him getting the powers, him, they gift him the suit. The wrestling guy gives him the, the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, makes, his, him, his, makes him a costume. Yeah, because for money. And then I don't remember, he, he just decides, he's, you know, after Uncle Ben, he's going to clean up the town. He very half-assed goes after Kingpin. Oh, my God, yes. And, and <clears throat> of course, knowing what happens to, to Peter Parker in this universe, damn well lucky he just didn't get killed in issue whatever. You know, because apparently in in this this version, and maybe you know, maybe I just underestimated his his strength in in the six one six. He crushes the guy's head with his bare hand. That he is he is incredibly strong, even in the six one six. Yeah, yeah. No, no he is a he is a monster. So I mean, I just again knowing what happens to Peter eventually in this universe, I'm like, well, you got lucky there, buddy. Kind of just say, hey, I'm going to go take on the kingpin of New York, and you know, maybe he's in charge of the underground crime syndicates of all of the five boroughs for a reason. Well, we we read Spider Man too, and you saw how he came up. He was an enforcer. Yeah. So so he's um, he's pure pure thug, and and that was a good arc. And you got to meet Electro, who he at first calls Electra. Do you remember that in this arc, which I thought was hilarious because when he said Electra, I was like, oh, Electra's in this. Oh no, it's Electro. Darn. 
Okay. Um, I, I I did just read an arc with Electra. Okay. And Black Cat. Okay. Was there, and I didn't read a bunch of Ultimate Universe stuff. Was there an Ultimate Daredevil comic at any point in time? Yes, there was. A matter of fact, there was a run where I'm actually approaching that now, where Daredevil and Iron Fist and Moon Knight and Spider-Man all team up to take down the Kingpin. Interesting. Okay. Yes, because the Kingpin in this arc, this is where he finally uses his brain because he, uh, the Kingpin unmasks Peter and everything's being filmed and he's working for the Daily Planet because he shows up because they were going to buy a picture and he took a picture of himself and while he's there he notices that Betty Brant can't make the computer, the internet work because she has a recursive script going on in the web page and he points it out so they hire him to be do web stuff to make sure the and that actually really made a lot of sense because it did more than just any random okay yeah they're not going to hire this 15 year old kid even as a freelancer as a photographer but this was 2000 the daily bugle finally got a website and they didn't know how to use it and then this nerd boy comes in who clearly knows what he's talking about and okay yeah you're you're the web guy now yeah. And Spider-Man was the web guy. That's awesome. Yes. You get it? Web guy? I, web no, guy? I, I, you get it? I wasn't, you get it? I wasn't trying to do that. I got, I got that as I said that. I know. You I got, got that, that one. I got that joke, Charles. Okay. I, I got that one. I got that joke. <laughs> I'm glad you did. It wasn't much of a joke. I, I'm, pr- I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. Hob, Thanks, I'm, very, I'm very proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Can I go, can I go pet the bunnies now? <laughs> All right. So, look, very well done. God, I'm trying to think what other parts I liked from it because there were him and MJ are this close in the in the end of the arc to, to kissing for the first time. Of course, gets interrupted by MA, which classic. I don't think they actually kiss at that point, but especially having read, it was cool reading this. Having read what we read, was that just last time when we read Spider-Man thing? I think it was, was two, two times ago. Was it two times ago? Yeah. Last okay. time we read Preacher, I, I suggest yeah. Preacher. So it was the time before we did. Uh, yeah, having read that. And then going, you know, having gone back to the unit to the ultimate universe in that story and then getting to see the beginnings of, of that universe here. Very cool. You know, if you if you're listening, if if I had to do it over again, I probably would have started with Ultimate Spider-Man and then read that. But it didn't really matter. It was cool either way, uh, which order you read them in. Wait, 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 um, which order? What? No, I, if I, you know, had it to do over again, I would have read Ultimate this arc is, or Ultimate Spider-Man or a lot of Ultimate Spider-Man uh-huh. before reading the the, the rest the, of the, the Ultimate stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I, that we read previously. Yeah. But you know, it still was cool. Just like anything else, you can go back and read stuff and <laughs> read it out of order, and it 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 makes sense. Yeah. What else? It, just the rest of the stuff in the Ultimate Universe just wasn't as good. I mean, no. it, it was that that's the reason why they pulled Miles Morales out of it and nuked the rest of it. Although it's, I, I still maintain there's a pocket universe that in Spider-Man Two we realize it is not complete. It, it that universe still exists. I, I think I think you're probably right. Because yeah, I think uh, that was I do think that's what Bendis intended is that his so he can go and play in it if he ever leaves DC again. Yeah. Why yeah. not? So what is what is it? One of the cool things was the way they took down the way he used his brain, because that's always been the thing, especially in the beginning, is you talk about those first 30 issues of Spider-Man. He was always using science and different ways to use science to augment what he was doing. So it was great when he did get unmasked by the kingpin he threw him out the window thought he was going to kill him didn't kill him and then he realized that there was a camera that he recorded everything 
and he figured out how to break in and download it, found the 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 DVDs, CD-ROMs, yeah, yeah, CD-ROMs, I'm gonna call them DVDs because that everything was recorded on and took them, found the one that had his picture on it, had himself on it, so he got rid of that one and then took him to Ben Urich who had a disc with the Kingpin murdering a guy with his bare hands. So Spider-Man took him down using his brains instead of his brawn. And we also got to meet the enforcers who were part of the beginning of the history, and that was with uh, Ox and Montoya, and I can't remember all of their names. I should have written Mr. Them. Big Mis- or whatever. Yeah, well, Mr. Big. gets Bi- killed. Uh, see, Mr. Big, he does get killed. Mr. Uh, Big was also in that originally. He was, that that was in the original 30 issues, and it was up, up in the beginning was the character of Mr. Big. He but it was prior to the Kingpin. He was Mr. Big as in the big bog, mob boss who turned out to be a reporter for the Daily Bugle. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're we'll saying, see. yeah, like you knew that. I, I, I love no, that. You're like, no, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, no. That's, I mean, I'm just trying to digest it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But this was, this was the original... Ditko, Stanley. Oh, okay, okay, run. yeah, yeah. Okay, Ditko, Stanley, okay. run. No, I, oh, I'm saying. Well, okay, now I make. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Because okay. Mr. Big was something Foswell, and he was he was also a reporter, and so yeah, okay. Just well, just a lot of clear Spider-Man history in all sorts of places in here, which shows that Brian Michael Bendis and probably the artist too, uh, Stuart Inman, I guess is how I'm going to say it. Immonen, Immonen. Okay, so whatever. Obviously, had read in depth the stuff, but I something that I did do a little research on or looked up. So the 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 origin story of Spider Man and the Ditko Lee run, eleven pages. Oh yeah, they they took one hundred and eighty pages, seven issue arc to do the origin, which is great. It needed it. It was awesome to flesh that out, and mm-hmm. you know kind of makes you wonder instead of trying to hit all the big beats like i feel like the very few other other ultimate titles i read where they were just going boom 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 take something and do a deep dive on it like they did especially on this i, I thought it was good I, I i i i agree with you on that but they also did hit all the big points they did go boom 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 but they did deeper in it so when they introduced a character because in that original 30 issues, man, they pounded out Dr. Octopus. They got the Green Goblin. They got just a lot. All the names that we're very familiar with, with Spider-Man. And they would do these one shots with them. Now they brought them back, but they do a one shot and that was it, man. There was just, it, they didn't do arcs. So this yeah. gives, this gave Spider-Man a chance to do a longer arc with the Green Goblin. In that, when he attacks the school, because no, yeah, that was that that was the second volume, right? That was when the Green Goblin attacked Is that the school. The second volume, okay, maybe I'm trying to remember. Did, man, did you remember. did you did you read that when the Green Goblin? Uh, no, attacked I, the, I did read when the. Then I don't that's the second volume. Yeah, first, no, I'm pretty sure that's the second volume. volume. Okay. Yeah, so he attacks the school. He Peter Parker is already having trouble going. Oh wait, what the hell do I do about? being a superhero and no, I'm a in the part. school and yeah, yeah he, he has he to leave. To, he's he about to change in the bathroom. Yes. And he's like, wait, I got to go out. I got to, I got to come in from outside. And then he had to, he had to say he got trapped under a blackboard. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when the lady was talking to doing grief counseling? I I do remember that. That was so awkward in a tough read. Yes, it was. She comes back. Oh, who is she? Please tell me. I I don't care. Uh, No, she, no, I I was going to, she comes back in a later issue Mm -hmm. and she's part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. 
Ah. Uh, because they sent her in there and shield has known they figured out he was spider-man a long time ago so she comes back and he's this and he's like lady i don't want to talk to you and then that's when he meets nick fury because nick fury is there hiding it yeah so it's great that they they did that and because you know you kind of felt like maybe well wait why are you talking to all these people and why do you want to talk to you were trapped under she she came across as a little creepy even in the little bit we read yeah like a little nonchalant and not really a good grief counselor. Yeah, yeah, it was more of a, I, I want all the information I can get from you kids. Yeah. And we want to know which one of you is the spider dude that came in here. And I just pulled up, I did before my internet went kaput, I did pull some screenshots, especially about the first arc. Mm-hmm. I did, there was just one thing from J. Jonah Jameson talking about, you know, he wants to know more about Spider-Man and his quote, is he a mutant? Did we, did he rocket to Earth from some other doomed planet? <laughs> I some, love From that. somewhere? Uh, you know, it just, I love those little things like they do like that, where they reference the distinguished, and they talk about the distinguished competition, I think at some point in this. He talks about the distinguished competition, the New York, whatever, other newspaper, which is what Stan Lee would always call DC, the distinguished competition, instead of saying DC. Yeah. So anyways, I, I thought that was cool. What else here? I'm trying to look at his his fight with Green Goblin. There's a part where he was just, we. well, you know what? They explain... At least in these in these early issues, second second arc or second volume, he's, he says he says, "Look at me being uh, the smart mouth when I'm scared out of my mind." I guess it's either that or or peeing my tights. Which you know, yes, he's quippy and funny, but it's also he's nervous as all get out because he's you know fighting life and death battles, which I think is kind of funny and cool. They actually give an explanation for it instead of just, "Hey, he's a smart mouthed guy," and blah blah blah. I don't know. I thought that was nice. It was. So anyways, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Oh, something else I, I, I found out. So, yeah, this, this run was incredibly successful for Marvel. And Bagley artist, Bendis writer, were on this longer than any other duo. I, maybe in comic history, but for sure Marvel beating out the run that Stanley and Jack Kirby had on, on Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think is just kind of cool. To, to Just how long to have that consistent yeah. of a duo, creative team, probably also helped. Yes. You know. Oh, it absolutely helped. It the fact that the only one that's ever really written Ultimate Spider-Man is Bendis had a lot to do with what was going on and having the same artists working together collaboration. There there's a there's a back and forth between Dan Slott and Bendis on who's written more Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, well, Slott's written more 616 Spider-Man than anyone. Sure. I mean, sure, sure, sure. by far more than anyone, he he's had the longest run on that. But Bendis has written an enormous amount of Spider-Man as well. So, gotcha. They're they're definitely my two favorite Spider-Man writers. And you like Dan Slide? Can you? I know you've done this before. Try to. Why do some people hate, and I mean hate, Dan Slott so vehemently? And not that you agree with them, but no, where, I get, where are they coming from? Big swings. He changed the character a whole lot, and people don't like that. They they want they want status quo. The biggest problem with doing any character like Spider Man is without change is important. There are arcs. You 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 have a character arc. You complete that arc, and then it's a different character. So it has to move on to different things. So you've had a number of times where you have to reset Peter Parker because he has to grow because he is. He's a good dude. Peter Parker's a good dude. He grows as a person and good things happen to him. And so then you have to find a way to absolutely fuck him. I mean, because 
Conflict kind of makes a story. Oh yeah, but but also you have to fuck him, so he is back down to being destitute, damn near on the street, Peter Parker. But but it's hard to it's hard to do that. I mean, so Slot really really changed things going on. He was also part of. I mean, he did. uh, Well, he did. Did uh, did he do Brand New Day? No, he did not do Brand New Day. He started writing during Brand New Day. He didn't do Brand New Day. That is all about the the gentleman that Jokasada. Yes, you, you, him, him, okay. him did it. Him did Brand New Day. He started writing Spider-Man during that. There were a number of different authors, uh, writers on the comic at that time, taking turns doing doing scripts for it, and he was one of them. So he wrote a lot of a Brand New Day stuff and got into it. But no, he did the whole sinister, uh, Superior Spider-Man. Okay, he did the whole Doc Ock thing, and that really pissed people off. I told you that was the that was the thing too that everybody went back and forth on because as Marvel is supposed to do they said oh no first they teased it they said what was going to happen and then they said yes and this is going to be Spider-Man going forward forever Dr. Octopus is going to be Spider-Man and that's just the way it is and people lost their shit they they were just they they literally lost their shit I read it and went yeah they're lying about that eventually Peter Parker will be back I hope I hope I hope it's good. And I wasn't reading it at the time. And I said, I hope that's good. And then I read it. and I was like, holy fuck, it's better than good. It's great. Especially if you've been reading comic books for any amount of time. And look, I know sometimes I don't get your very highbrow jokes. But if, if you've been reading comic books for any amount of time and you really think any change is going to be. Pro- well, first of all, status quo is boring. Okay, that means that means you're doing the same story over and over again, and there's not yeah. there's no change. And if there's no change, it's going to get boring, and people are going to stop reading. You need any any press is good press, all that jazz, you know. So, and then like Thor was always going to be a frog, or Thor was always going to be a woman, or you know, Superman's going to be evil, and you know, I don't know. Oh, by the way, have they done Spider Man being evil a lot, like they've mm. done Superman? Well, they they did put him in a black suit. Ooh, they did. Well, yeah. he he wasn't he he wasn't evil in the black. I have noticed that the black suit boy in the eighties, even after Venom, he would wear a black suit all the time. And I don't I I don't think I've ever I haven't seen him recently ever in rock a, a rock the black suit. When he was Venom, he was becoming kind of evil. Gotcha. So they they did do they did do a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of Venom, though, you, you talk about the interesting thing. They literally when they did the Venom arc in. Ultimate Spider-Man, it was shorter, I think, than the Venom arc in the original Amazing. Good. Which, it it was just amusing on that. Or maybe I'm just thinking back and expanding things in my head. Maybe. But that Um, was the the thing on the the black suit. You're talking about people get angry. They got angry about the black suit. That's where Venom came from, because they had to get rid of the black suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was reading, you know, the the few, uh, the little bit of Spider-Man I read in the 80s. I actually was picking up the when when Seth MacFarlane started out on it because I was reading it when and I did I guess I did pay attention to the artist and writer a lot. Ron Friends and Tom DeFalco were writing artist writer writer artist on it, and then shortly after that was the wedding, or around, around that time was the wedding, and and then all of a sudden there's this new artist on it right around Venom time, mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane. So yeah, that was kind of in my wheelhouse when I was picking it up, and I did pick it up. And then they started doing two a month. Do you remember that back in the mid, more mid to late '80s? They started publishing Spider Amazing twice a month and Uncanny X Men twice a month. It oh, was I, really? I don't. Tough. I didn't know that they. I didn't know that they did that. I do know that I was reading. I was reading Amazing. I was reading Spectacular 
Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. was That was yeah. what I was reading when it first came out, and then it just dropped down to Spectacular Spider-Man. And I was reading the new web of Spider-Man. Yeah. So I was reading three Spider-Man comics, and plus gotcha. some other stuff that I don't Remember. won't discuss, G.I. Joe. And That's fine. No, I know. I was having fun with myself. We're in which, the safety zone. This is the safe zone. No one will hear this. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Look, to, to, to go back to liking it enough so that I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep on reading slowly but surely. As it, I, I think I still have Marvel Unlimited or, I, or you do and I'll use your stuff. Sure. Um, Th- thanks. Or, I mean, th- it looked like a fair for, amount of volume. Thanks for, I could probably get sued for that now. Thanks. I, I, I just realized as soon as I said that, I was like, I probably should be advertising that on Late, Ladies on and gentlemen, this is my, this is my attorney. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. You're not my attorney. No, <laughs> you haven't paid me anything. I pay uh, you in free books from the library, sir. That is weird. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you understand how the how attorney client I, I, retention works. I'm, no, I like I'm letting that... I'm letting you represent me out of the kindness of my heart. There you go. That's not how. I, that's not how the law. I don't. Gonna, I gonna, didn't go to hey, law school. I'm going to use you as a as a, on my web page. I don't. I don't have a web page. Um, I don't have, know how the. I don't know how the internet works. Have so. the Beaver Gonzalez. Why the Beaver? I don't know. I came up with that a long time ago, and I've always. I've Why? thought because I because we have all these people and the hammer and this, oh. and I was gonna do. I was gonna do a joke commercial for you one time. It's one point for your law firm. Have the, the Beaver. Be- he'll gnaw right into this case which is funny if you talk to julie there is a nova or nature a little documentary on pbs about beavers that uh-huh. i i adore beavers are awesome they're they're i think we've talked about this on the podcast they're what should we call it cornerstone or species or there's a phrase for it they're so important to ecosystems because they uh-huh. they will build little reservoirs and it'll revitalize an area oh okay it's it's kind of cool. So anyways, I just is, so funny that you've been awesome. I don't think I knew that. This is so cool. We have not had, ladies and gentlemen, this is an old segment called Hov Types. Hov Types, brought to you by the Public the, Library. And by the way, nobody can hear it when I'm typing. You can for some reason, but I don't think anybody listening can hear it. A lot of people. I Right now, I can't hear it, but I, yes, a lot of people can hear it because I can hear click, 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 click. No, yes, people can. Who are you? If, hey, if anybody can hear me typing... I dare you to send me an email saying, because if you don't, I'm right. Charles is wrong. They're a keystone species. Thank you. Beavers are a keystone species, a unique organism that supports the entire biological community. It's a fascinating documentary on PBS. I, I, I think that is unfair that you're trying to say if someone doesn't send us an email about your clickety click, 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 that you're right and I'm wrong. Because I think as we discussed before on this podcast... The slack John yokels that oh, populate man. our demo. You're just leaning into that now. Uh, because it amuses the hell out of me. Yeah, it does. It, it, uh. I, I mean, clearly, no one, no one that listens to us can figure out how to send us an email. And on that note, I'd like you, I'd like to introduce a special segment that's only happened a few times called Mail. Uh, we do have mail. It's Are you going to give a, a post office box? Is that what you mean? Uh, I, it's email. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. I. It, electronic it, it's email. Email. it's electronic mail that's from, what the kiddos are doing nowadays it's from a gentleman who has written us before oh. and it, it is uh, your friend a gentleman i know uh mr delgado okay uh he says hey guys i'm finding myself with a new reader in my house and i'd love to give her some comics that have a strong female lead but aren't too mature she's seven we don't do much censoring in our home but i also don't want it to be too grown up any suggestions would be lovely i love the podcast keep it up 
Thank you, James. Sincerely, I appreciate it. I have not answered this email. I meant to, but it's been sitting there. I think I forwarded it to you, and you didn't even reply to me. I didn't. If you, you must did, not did have it seen it to me. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay, that's fine. Well, shoot. Do, thank you, James, for sending the email. He didn't tell me he was doing that, which is really cool. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I do have a suggestion. Uh, it's not one that should have to be cens- censored at all. It is okay. Moon 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 Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It okay. is about an elementary school girl who is the most intelligent person in the world. And she is becomes friends with Devil Dinosaur, who is a well-known red dinosaur in the Marvel Universe. And I read it. It is really is designed for children. It is actually completely, wonderfully delightful. I, I cannot recommend it more. I, I would recommend this to adults who like... Wait... I would say an adult can enjoy it because I enjoyed okay. it. So I, I was yeah. going to say something that could sound very badly, and I censored myself. I think I know. I think I know. What I you was like, say, Whoop, "Nope, not what I meant." <laughs> um, no, I, that was the first one I thought of. One of the first ones, Moon Girl, James. It's Marvel, Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur. And I know. I mean, in the town you're in, I know there's. If you find a comic book shop, go. If you were to ask them for suggestions for a seven-year-old, I'm sure they'd have one. I'd be surprised if Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur isn't one of the first ones. I would suggest also, tell me what you think about Miss Marvel, which is being made into the uh, Netflix, I mean, the Disney Plus. Absolutely. 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 Miss okay, Marvel so would be... The newest version. Yes. The the Miss Marvel that we, that we, talked, that we about. talked about last... I, that, that absolutely is, is great because it, it's about a teenage girl. And as a kid, I always like to read about kids, but older than me a lot of the time. So that's yeah. nice. And it there's I don't think there's anything it, so in either. the beginning of it. It's silly and fun. They also did a they recently did a, a more kids oriented um, Hellcat. Okay. The uh, oh, what's her name? Patsy. Patsy something. Yes. I Patsy forget. Walker. Thank you. I think. Good. You're absolutely right. That's and, absolutely right. And. Steve Ditko's creation, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. That, that, I already have that. I swear to God, I have that written down. Squirrel Girl. I, I, I believe you. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is... Yes. Delightful. Oh, my God. It's awesome. And then when she turns 20, you can let her read Gwenpool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 22. I, and, and I don't okay, want to just 25. say girl-centric. I don't want to just say girl-centric. I, I'm trying to think if there's any comparable guy stuff. I, I don't know. The, I you, you know, like the, you know where movie. I land. I, I don't, I don't differentiate between male comics and female comics. I just, a lot of the younger age stuff has been more women yeah. driven comics it, it, off the top of my head. I don't, maybe it's just because that's the stuff I'd like to read about. I guess that's weird. Yeah. That makes me I sound know that weird. DC, I know DC has done for younger kiddos and young girls in particular they've done a lot with their supergirl bad girl mm-hmm. wonder woman type stuff but i'm just not as familiar with the dc stuff so there's also there's also younger centric a uh, kid friendly star wars comics out there so anyway but no those are good suggestions i think at least a good those three for sure i mm-hmm. think would keep her busy for a yes. fair amount of time yes and thank you again, James, for the email. See, I guess you're trying to say James is not a, you're, to use your words, a slack-jawed yokel. Look, I cannot be any more clear. I did not think anyone would find out what I said. And I'm sorry they found out. I know. Okay. We get your apology. Well, hey, is thank you again. Any other emails? Or is that the only email we got? That, that is the only email you got. But 
any of y'all are welcome to send us an email to Hav and Charles talk comics at gmail.com. I, I will say it again since you interrupted me. Hav and Charles talk comics at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, Hav and Charles, all written out, dot com, Hav and Charles dot com, where there is a place on that website where you can send us an email. How much easier or a request. It, it's a lot easy. That's a lot easier. Oh, and as of this podcast recording, we have four, our, our first four episodes of Hav and Charles Talk Comics are now on their very own YouTube page and more will be coming soon. I'm just going to continue to upload the comics, the comic book episodes that we do to the YouTube so we have many, many more places to listen. And as I think we've said before, we truly appreciate everyone who does, uh, even if y'all don't know how to use email. Right. And our, 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 is it just HavInternals.comics on the YouTube? I, I mean, I'm guessing it is. I don't know how that works. Yeah, you just I yeah, it's Havencharles.comics. Okay. If you search Havin, yeah, if you search Havencharles.comics, it'll pop right up. There you go. We're we're on the what they call uh, the social media. As well, I, I got the at Hav Gonzo tweets. Are, are yours is and I always butcher this. It's Her- at Herring Red Real, and then the the Twitter for the the Twitter handle for the podcast is Hav. Is it ampersand at Charles Talk Comics or is it all spelled out for what the 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 Twitter handle? Oh, the Twitter handle is I should know this right. Hav J and C Talk comics j and c right is that it i don't know oh man i didn't know there was going to be a test so as you can see i don't put a lot of prep work into this hav does and i would I like ju- to thank hav for doing some prep work you're so welcome you're so so welcome i don't know it's if you google hav and charles talk comics a lot of stuff's going to come up okay use the google gosh darn it uh, it's j and j and spelled out j a n d c Talk comics. Yes, that is exactly oh, what. Gosh it is. darn it! I got there at about the For same gosh, time. Gosh dog dog! <laughs> oh, freaking interwebs! Stupid uh, worldwide. Believe web. it or not, we also have a Facebook page. Gosh darn it! We do. I never go on Facebook, so yeah, that's fine. No, we we do. I I should actually turn that over to the unpaid intern. He might do more with it than I have because I n- almost never update our Facebook page. So gotcha. Well, the the failure of that is mine. I mean, all that time uh, I spent this weekend uh, um, turning the podcast into a, quote, video format could have been spent on updating the Facebook page. Huh. I think it was better use of my time. So I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed Spider-Man. I, I did. I, I did, too. So you want to delve into Next Wave? Sure. Okay. So like I said off the top, suggested it. We... Uh, we I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but it's worth mentioning just one more time. If it offends anybody, shoot, this might draw an email. I don't know. If it offends anybody that we're just talking about it, I get it. I suggested it. I didn't really think about it until I was pretty much done with the first six issues. I was like, oh, I'm going to look up Warren Ellis because I know he wrote other stuff I like. And then, of course, on his Wikipedia page, there's a whole thing about you know the his, his wrongdoings. Him apparently... Just manipulating, using his place of power in the comic book industry to manipulate and sleep with, you know, women and and just be a, an ass. I don't know what else to say. The, so before we get into the next wave, because I did, I have thought about this. Like, you know, I don't had I thought of, had I known it was Warren Ellis that wrote this, I probably wouldn't have suggested. 
Does it mean I didn't like it when I read it back in the in the mid two thousands? I do like it. It's I think it's still funny. It just sucks that he's a dick. I don't listen to Michael Jackson songs anymore. If I hear it on the radio, I turn the channel. Th- that said, uh, Ernest Hemingway was apparently a drinking, women hidden son of a bitch. Uh, I think everybody still reads Hemingway. I'm not comparing Warren Ellis Hemingway. So everybody. You know, just don't worry about that. I'm just saying, I don't know if time is an issue, uh, you know, how long it's been. I don't know if it's the prowess or the, the well-regard of the of the artist. Led Zeppelin apparently kidnapped a woman and kept her the underage woman, a young lady, I think, at a hotel over a long weekend and well-documented. John Lennon hit women and was an asshole in a lot of ways. I, I, I'm only bringing this up. It's always hard for me to distinguish or decide... I'm done with this artist. I, I'm an, I understand this artist did this, but I'm going to keep on enjoying their creation. So I think we're going to talk about next wave briefly. But any thoughts about what I just said there, Charles? I, I think you kind of hit it on the head. It is very difficult to these are hard discussions to have. I would not have suggested something like this if I'd have known something like that. So I agree with you because it, it's easier to not talk about what we as a society let men get away with and let's be clear he got away with all of this nothing really bad happened to him he's still a very famous comic book artist right. he has he hasn't been canceled right uh, he's made some decisions he 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 actually made a better apology than i did it sounded like the apology he did seemed real the one you read yeah i, I and again i i don't i don't know how I, he didn't blame the victims, but I don't know enough about this to be able to judge any of it. Next Wave does have a character, Sergeant Anger or Colonel Anger or whoever, I can't remember the name again, who is a disgusting misogynistic pig. And that makes me that I said we talk about that and I'm like, holy crap. Now you read this and you're like, oh, okay. well, maybe that's the I mean, don't all writers put themselves into their work a little bit? Right. No. And yeah, I mean, and and beyond that, literally and unfortunately, it's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it. Literally, literally every single character in this is an asshole. Yeah, not nobody has any really redeeming qualities. There is no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Even Monica Rambeau, who has had redeeming qualities, totally my favorite, gone. One of my favorite Avengers. Yeah, ma- makes her a complete and total asshole. That all she does is talk about when she used to lead the Avengers. I mean, everybody, everybody in it is an asshole. Kind and, of. And, well, even Willis, there's one part where she's reminiscing, and they go to a flashback where Captain America says, "Oh, look at that! Oh, uh, Monica, go do the laundry and get dinner ready, or something like that." Oh, yeah. That that that's right. Massive, massive misogynist. Go figure that he has a lot of. I was going to say skeletons in his closet, but no, he got called out for who he's been. Yeah. Wow. I I had so, forgotten about I had forgotten about that. The structure of it was really kind of cool. The whole premise of it was really kind of cool. The knowing about the artists makes it kind of worse. See, I think that's that's part of the thing. People always people always. This is where okay. This is where I have trouble with the, well, we can separate the art from the artist. You can't because the artist brings part of themselves to the art. If you are creating something and I don't care who you are, part of you comes to it. I cannot help but bring my pretentious assholeness to this podcast because that is who I am. It is part of my art. See, I tried for a joke there and Hobbs just sitting no, there. I'm he, just, no, I'm thinking, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. I, 
you're fine. I, I tried to lighten the mood and it didn't no, work. No, I know. I'm, I'm deep in thought about it. I, I, just, I, I go round but, and round about this. Go ahead. But it really, it is impossible to separate an artist from their art in that sense, because it, art is a personal thing. It is about the person who makes it and the people that make it together. So yeah, there's that. It just Okay. So now I'm wondering, do I need a vet? When I suggest stuff that's of any age, I mean, this came out in 2005 or six, 2006. Yeah. So, you know, anyways, it was, oh, look, the comic book is fun. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it apps, it, it, had you not known about Warren Ellis, we probably would have been talking about it the way we talked about Jimmy Olsen, I think, in a lot of ways. <coughs> to the point where it made you choke. <coughs> You're okay. Take it to <coughs> Water, water went down the wrong pipe. And yes, we absolutely. Okay, here, here it is. We would absolutely have talked about this like we talked about Jimmy Olsen because there's a lot of, I'm going to be very clear. I am not comparing the two writers in any way whatsoever, but here's where I'm going to compare them. Fraction has used a lot of the type of things that Warren Ellis was doing in this, in his comic books, structure wise, they it, they countlessly, I have a, I got a dunk on all of you, uh, mainly you bastard who makes a point about the episodes issues things. They did that. There's a mm-hmm. screenshot. Did I email that to you at the time? I think maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. I texted book. it. I texted it to you. That's yeah. right. Because they, yeah. they, they do a whole, we talked about last episode. Suck it. <laughs> we talked about last episode when we talked about every single one of multiple times they had the whole Jimmy Olsen thing over and over and over again. They did that less in this with all these introductions, but they did, they were doing a TV type thing instead of going back to the old thing. So they were doing this like it was a TV show in a lot of ways. And it was really well done from a format standpoint. Yeah. A lot of this was really well done. I, I liked, I liked, you you are correct. We'd have been talking about the zaniness of it instead of about what the artist, all the women that he hurt, be it emotionally, career-wise, et cetera, et cetera. Manipulation yes. of their of them, yeah. people. Yeah. So it, it makes it it makes it hard to want to talk about the comic that you are correct. Until you brought that up to me right before we went live, well, went to tape. I I was ready to talk about this and the two the two volumes that I read and quite enjoyed and thought they did it thought it was really well done and really well put and it really not your fault really popped my balloon on it. Yeah. I I no, I, I feel I I feel it's difficult to enthuse about this because of that. Well, that's the thing. He's a good I mean, he's a good writer. The art was yes. good. The, uh, yeah, the art was anything? the art was great. The characters Away from Stuart Inman, yeah. Yeah. No, the characters just real fast. Some of my favorite characters, especially Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. You got her in it. You have Machine Man. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Smith. Fle- fleshy ones. Fleshy ones. You got Tam- Tabitha uh, Smith Boom Boom from from X Factor back when X Factor was first starting out, she was one of the runaways where she would just make stuff explode. Then the two that I wasn't familiar with, the captain, who was apparently Captain Fuck or Captain Shit. I don't know. Yeah, what he was something. Expletive. Yes. And, and he and introduced. I, I did love that. I did love that because he, he's evidently been Captain Everything. And, yeah. and now he's just the captain. And he said, well, I met I met Captain America once and I and I told him I was captain and they they have it just squiggled out the way they do in comic books and well what happened he beat seven tars a snot out of me yeah 
And then you have Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, and Captain the Captain, by the way, very much like a Green Lantern thing, except without the ring. Some aliens come down, they give him the powers, and then he beats the crap out of him because he's drunk in Brooklyn. I, I thought he killed him. I, I was hoping he didn't. Okay, I, but, It seemed like he killed them. Yeah, I mean, it did. legit. He probably did. I, I, I will say they kind of left that as a... A possibility. I, I maybe he didn't kill them, but it really, really, really seemed like he killed him. Yeah, and then Elsa Bloodstone, who I've you come to find out is from a lineage of monster hunters. Her dad is Ulysses Bloodstone, who I think actually has Marvel Universe like history. I, and I don't know if she's new. I, I, I didn't do a bunch of research on her, but so yeah, the characters are actually freaking interesting. I loved Monica Rambeau when she was a chairperson as, as Captain Marvel of the Avengers in the 80s before editorial back then decided to make her inept and eventually, you know, made her not be super good at being uh, a leader. Maybe, also we, maybe, by the way, maybe that's part of the reason why we, when we were discussing what are really great young people comics, they are also women-centric because some people at Marvel are like, oh, God, we got a lot to atone for. So maybe we they, should they, try to help the next generation know that women can do shit. Maybe. I mean, and if so, I don't care. Good. No, no. I, um, that that was a good thing. I Yeah. No, I Since, agree. since uh, you've loaded all this horrible stuff on us, I thought I'd throw something out there that was good. Good Lord, Hav. Thanks for ruining the podcast. You're welcome. Oh, and then, okay, we talked about this earlier. There's this, there's this organization called the Beyond Corporation, which then you find out is really hate. It's, it's, it's evil. The they're, Beyond they're Corporation. They're actually run by the hate organization, which is a terrorist group. They're trying to... It's really funny the way they do it. God damn it. They're trying to test different weapons of mass destruction, supernatural, big monsters. Fin Fan Foom is in the first few issues. <laughs> the freaking huge... And he's wearing a little little underwear thing. And they put... Who, who, who did they put in his pants? See? Holy no, they're, crap. They're trying to put Elsa Bloodstone in the Oh my god. Or, or Boom Boom. See, this, uh, this the damn comic, it, that that's no longer as funny. Well, and then Dirk Anger, by the way, let's talk about this guy. Dirk Anger, who is a weird Sergeant Fury analog, but also, I didn't even look at the timeline. Did this come out before or after Venture Brothers? Remember the, the... See, I was getting big Venture Brothers on that too. Yeah, I don't know. That is Wasn't a very... Wasn't there a very good... similar character in Venture Brothers? To oh, Dirk there was Anger? the exact damn character. Where he's cross-dressing too? Because it... You remember? Yes. Anyways. Oh, so... wow. That is... Who Who did... What, oh, gosh darn it. When did the Venture Brothers come out? All right. We're going to have a... You can Google. We're going to have an episode of... to? Yeah. We're going to have an episode of Charles Types. All that to say is, again, here to the point where having reread the six issues I did read and then kind of looked through the other six issues after I Googled this and found out it was Warren Ellis, I really wish Matt Fraction would freaking do a revival of Next Wave or somebody of his writing prowess. Yeah, I think they're going to let it die. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I, Even I though suspect they're all Marvel them. properties. Yeah, I know. I I know. We, we okay, maybe not. I don't know. I let me check a better place. I've got my phone out because the first the first season of season one was February sixteenth, two thousand and three. Oh wow! Of the Venture and, Brothers. And when did that one character that we're thinking of see that? I don't know because it takes them a little while to get warmed yeah. up. But I feel like it was pretty early on, right? Well, Anyways, I don't know. It would help I if I. It, yeah, it, but yeah. It, yes. So look, it's just, oh, and it's just a bunch of it, they're 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 trying to stop this this uh, not very secret organization from testing all their weapons of supernatural or super powered weapons of mass destruction across the United States. 
And as I say many times, hijinks ensue. There's a lot of jokey jokes, a lot of fun. It's funny. And again, just incredibly frustrating that the author is a dick. Yes. So Yeah. It it really is a it really is a shame. I I was very unhappy about that. that so you told speaking me. of being unhappy about that. Yes. Let me ask you this. Because I was thinking, and I'm glad I Googled this first. Let me get your, uh, I think I know the answer. Well, we can talk about it later. I'm trying to decide what to suggest for next time. And I had something I thought I was thinking about suggesting, and then I read his freaking Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. Bring it. We're, we're, let's let's dump it all out here. Let, let's hash it out. Go for it. So, John Byrne, long-time oh comic book yeah. writer, artist. Yeah. He and be and and to kind of make it timely. I was thinking, hey, he had a really fun, funny break the break the fourth wall run on sensational. He did sensational, sensational She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yes. What are you gonna just drop the bomb? Damn it! In two thousand five, criticizing portrayals of Superman, emphasizing his connection with to his home planets, Byrne described immigrants with what he perceives an excessive attachment to their nations of origin as quote unquote ungrateful little shits. In 2015, Byrne received criticism for saying that transgender people are mentally ill and comparing them to pedophiles. This is Gail why we Simone, can't... Hold on, hold on. This is why we can't have nice things, Hav. Gail Simone, who... Were, and I, we both adore Gail Simone. Yes. I think I can say that. Gail yes. Simone, but this is... Who worked with Byrne on the all-new Adam in 2006, described Byrne as very, quote, very opinionated. A lot of artists are opinionated. I'm okay with that. Actually, I think John Byrne is, is brilliant. And his forceful personality is part of that, unquote. Now, that was in 2006. After the immigrant thing, but well before the transgender thing. And I read some of the article where he talks about transgender and whether or not at some point it'll be discovered to be a mental illness or not. And just asking questions. Uh, I don't know, man. And, and, so, um, shit. Uh, Gail, Gail Simone is a bear. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we should listen to her opinion on things. Because, I mean, bears... You should run from bears. You shouldn't. I'm sorry. I I know. That's a. That's a. I know. <laughs> People that don't follow her get that. That was pretty funny. I know. Thank you. She's. She, yeah. I so even, crap. I, don't even get I really that wanted to read. I really wanted to reread that freaking She-Hulk run. The yeah. First part I, of it. I okay. You're welcome to. You're no. welcome to do I that. Do that on my own. Yeah. You can. You can suggest it. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research on trans issues before we before we discuss it or maybe uh, i just stop looking up the bios of our <laughs> writers and artists do i need to do that i've i've never done it so i i, Ignor- I ignorance is bliss it, it it's legitimately sometimes can be but good lord i'm God, glad i'm you glad you i'm glad you brought it up with Warren Ellis. I really am. Well, I, and now I'm glad I looked up John Byrne before, because I was really just, I wasn't, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just, since we're on here, let me Google John Byrne, because surely he didn't do anything stupid. Well, fuck. Eric Larson created a villain in the 90s for a Savage Dragon uh, comic book and the Freak Force series. Johnny Redbeard, the creator who parodies Byrne, a massive cranium and atrophied appendages. It's just weird. Okay. Anyways. I don't have any, I, I take it we're done talking about Next Wave, right? Yeah, I mean, there's I, not much. I mean, it was it, look in a vacuum, without having to deal with the Warren Ellis, him being a, a dick and an asshole and everything that we just talked about. One of the funniest comic books I've ever read. Knowing what I know now about him, it just sucks. Yeah, it, it really does. And there's some glaring red flags in it as well. There is. I some some things that. Here's the thing. Sometimes maybe we should pay attention to glaring red flags. And I was thinking about suggesting the boys. Um, cause I was going to do that earlier. 
And now I wonder, because there's a lot of glaring red flags in that, except I don't really think, I think the whole point of it is that it's taking the piss out of superhero right. comics. And I, I've come up with like three other things that I have forgotten during this podcast. I came right. up with one briefly, and then we got into the whole Warren Ellis thing, and it completely slipped my mind because I was like, wait, no, I'll do that instead. And so basically what I'm saying is I don't know that I, I, I know what I, sh- what I want to suggest. You do or don't? I don't, but I, I will come up with something. So... Let, let, let's 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 do our suggestions it, you can you can suggest something because i'm sure you have a list i don't have a list i don't make lists I do, but, but i haven't looked at my list in a while you haven't looked at your list in a while okay so here's the thing ladies and gentlemen i don't think hav and i are going to do our next suggestions during this podcast because well we can pause real fast sure hold on i'm looking right now okay do you have an idea I, I had I, I do I, I have to be able to see if I can find it. Well shit. Was John Byrne the artist on the Dark Phoenix run? God damn it, I think he was. You know what? You can I'm still do sure. it. You can still do the Dark Phoenix. If you want to make me read it. Dark Phoenix, you can do that. I'll allow well, it. You know what? Hold on. I, what are you thinking? Do you have anything or do if you want to table it and it'll be a surprise for everybody next time? I'm looking up right now. I was about to just go back and do the uh, Thor that we tabled the other day that I tabled. Oh, I damn don't it. want to. Ooh. We could do what that. You, what did you just do? Oh, I hold on. I'm 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 really going back and forth on the John Byrne thing. He, I don't think he was joking. Shit, that's really no. He wasn't me joking. Off. God damn it! Why are There's people no dicks? way people don't that. That's not a joke. I know. Why are people dicks? I don't know, man. Like I'm googling this guy to make sure there's nothing. Okay. I know what I'm going to suggest. Okay, go ahead. So X Factor, but not. The X Factor from the '80s, X Factor, and I'll shoot shoot you a screenshot by Peter David that is okay. in the 2000s, and it's a weird conglomeration of, of of mutants. And I think it's after No More Mutants when Wanda does that. Was that late '90s, early 2000s? It's Jamie Maddox, 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 Jamie Maddox, Multiple Man is a leader, and it's more of like a of a sorry, it's more of like a private investigation thing. Okay. And I just remember really enjoying it, and it's kind of keeping in the same kind of fun, funny, little offbeat. I'm gonna suggest that next, and then I'll we'll eventually go back to Thor and Walt Simonson's run because I, I did want to finish that. But let's do let's do and, and the one I have I'm looking at the complete collection one through it's twelve issues. We don't have to do all twelve. I'm pretty sure it's, it's there's two smaller arcs in there, but we'll see. Okay. Oh man, I wanted to do Batgirl. Which one? I that that's the thing I wanted to do Cassandra Kane and it, I mean it's not even in the universe that's going on anymore and it's gone and none of the stuff I've read I've read a lot of I've read a lot of Batgirl I don't know if you're aware of this I kind of like female superheroes okay no I that I was mean, a, I don't again I don't think you yeah go ahead I know I, you're joking okay I, that that was uh so and I was looking I I just pulled up Batgirl on Hoopla to see what they had Mm-hmm. And I've read a bunch of what they have here, but none of them are what I was looking for for this. Hold on a second. Is that some of it? Hey, and while while he's doing that, I'm I'm being serious for for the 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 ones tens of you that listen. If anybody has any strong feelings about Warren Ellis, us even having talked about it, should we have just? I'm really curious what people think. Should we have just not talked about it all? Next wave that even though we read it and I suggested it ignorantly ignorant ignorant of his uh wrongdoing and for example should we just leave on the table a bunch of stuff because you know shoot 
I'm afraid to Google some other artists and writers now and just have them taken off the potential list. But anyways, just in I, case anybody really has any th- strong thoughts on it, please email us. Um, it is on Hoopla. I just found it. Okay. It is Batgirl 2000 to 2006 series. It's I read that. 2000 okay. 2006? Yeah, Cassandra Kane. I think I did. I it is one of it is it's called Silent Night. I, I can if, if I see the cover, I bet you I can tell you if I read it. Okay. That that's fine. It, but we're going to read this because I read this when I moved back to Texas. I was talking about going to that library that had all these comic books. That was one of them. And did you say I, Silent Night you said? Yes. Batgirl Silent Night. Okay. And I I would love to read it and talk about it. So let's do that because, like I said, I I do so enjoy. And I, by the way, I love Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. I love Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. You slap any young lady into a Bat costume and I will read her comic. But at some point, we're probably going to have to read some Nightwing too because I... I was going to say, Nightwing, I, they've done a bunch of... I mean, over the cartoon, I really enjoyed the crap out of the uh, animated Harley Quinn cartoon oh, from a few God. years back. That so, cartoon and, and I'm, was I'm, great. Is there going to be a third season? There needs to be a third season. I hope there is. That was oh, freaking I, I, cause I, I keep Because when I first got HBO Max, I pounded through those first two seasons in like three days, I think. Because I was like, oh my God, this is just amazing. But no, the the Batgirl run. I've I've told you before, I like the Bat family more than I like Batman. Yeah. Just absolutely the Bat family. And I I think the Bat family makes Batman. So. Well, and speaking of a status quo thing where you got to change it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. I I think I've said this about other properties. I know we're we're just talking about we're just kind of bullshitting about comics, but that's fine. I, that's Look, literally Hav and Charles talk comics. Oh, that is the right. name of the podcast. What? I know, I know, I know. We played around with Star Trek stuff, but just wasn't. I've, I've read my fair share of, of Batman stuff. I I, I, I like. There, I know there's a lot of cool, good, great Batman stuff, but do I really want to read more Batman? Also. For example, I, I never was huge into Superman, but I've read a fair amount of Superman stuff. I don't need to read Evil Superman again. I don't care if Frank Miller's doing it. Yeah, I don't give I don't a damn care. who's doing I don't care if uh, freaking John Steinbeck is resurrected from the dead and he writes it. I would absolutely I'd, fucking read that. that. That might make some headlines. <laughs> John Steinbeck has come back from the dead to write Evil Superman. Just th- that's it. Limited engagement. That might be worth reading. No, but you see what I'm saying. I just like, eh. I don't need to read this. Speaking of status quo and just doing the same story over and again. And that's why, you know, going back to your thing about Dan Slott on Spider-Man on Amazing back way when, not that far back way when, if people had a problem with him trying to do something different, then just go reread your old comics from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. You know? I don't know. It it just kind of perturbs me. Look, of course, he doesn't want to do the same thing that people that have come before him have done. But I think I read some of this. I think maybe I'm confused because I don't remember Cassandra Kane. I might be confusing the crap out of this with another. That's okay. Well, if if I it's been a while since I've read it, so if you have read it, it'll have been a while since you've read it, and we can still have a nice conversation about it. Oh, you know what I am. I'm you know you know what it was I read back then, which is also very good. Around that same time, Catwoman had a run of comics that was pretty darn good. Okay, and I'm confusing. Yeah, that's kind of really probably sexist of me. Well, I just no. remember there being a run, and it's Bat Family, Woman, Cat. Mm-hmm. It was Catwoman. Okay. Back then, that was really good. There's been a number of good Catwoman runs because she has a she has a rough backstory. No, but this one, I'm going back to look. I'm on a hoopla. No, I'm actually on. A, Brought to you by the Public Library. The Public Library. 
It's free, yo. I'll find it. Because okay. you know what? That might be something to revisit. Yeah. Yep. Catwoman from 2002. Ed Brubaker and Darwin Cook. Ooh, goddamn. And Mike Allred. Jesus. That's some heavy hitters right there. No wonder I liked it. I didn't remember who did it. Okay, we're still doing it. We're still doing it. But you know what? I Now I know what we're doing after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anything else? Any uh, any other superhero or sci-fi? I don't care. Any other, Anything else going on? No, I, want to talk I, about? I don't believe there is. I... I, I just want to do like what I always do and thank everyone who came along for this ride with us for taking it. We we truly enjoy I I truly enjoy doing the podcast. It's a lot of fun for me and I hope y'all listening enjoy it because I I I honestly even if no one listened I think I'd still I I know I enjoy talking comic books with you. So, uh, very much likewise. I uh, thank you for doing the podcast with me, Charles. And also, I say this, hopefully too much, maybe not enough. Thank you for all the heavy lifting you do on the production. You 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 edit it, you upload it to, uh, so that it's you know on every podcasting platform. And now you're doing the, the YouTube channel, which is awesome. So thank you for all that. Thank you for doing it. And everybody, th- also, thank you, everybody that listens. James, appreciate the emails. And yeah, for sure, those three you mentioned, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, Miss Marvel, uh, with Kamala Khan, that's going to be the Disney Plus show soon, and then into in the movies, and then the, what was it, Squirrel Girl, something, something, Squirrel Girl? The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three. There. Oh, and then thank you, Patrick, as usual, for doing everything you have done, theme music, webpage, Charles's wonderful brother. Yes. Um, thank you, Patrick. All right. So, until next time. Bye.